Less than a yard to gain on fourth down with 43 seconds remaining. Hey, what else could you want? What else could you want? Right now, let's go. Let's go. Hey, Aaron, this is the moment right now. For the world championship right here. Burrow to throw for it. He's hit. He flings it away on fourth down. Aaron Donald got there. Yes! Yes! I knew it! The greatest of all time does it in the biggest moment of Super Bowl 56. Aaron! Aaron! Hey! Come here! Hey! I knew it! We're champs! We're champs! Yes, sir! We're world champs! We're world champs! We're world champs! And welcome officially to another episode of Sports Chat with yours truly, DJ. I hope you guys are doing pretty good out there. I am doing pretty good. Um, Super Bowl 56 officially in the books. Make sure I can hear myself. I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, I was... (laughs) I'm recording this live on Facebook. Of course, my normal recording for my podcast. I just wanted to make sure that everything was fine. Even though I'm looking here at my interface and see the levels going up, you know, showing me that it's some sound. But anyway, <clears throat> that doesn't matter. What matters is Super Bowl 56 is actually in the books officially. And we have new Super Bowl champions of the world. Who would have thought that in two consecutive years, the Super Bowl would be won by the home team that the Super Bowl actually was played in. Of course, we know 2020, that remarkable run by the Bucks in the postseason, and they will, uh, or they would, should I say, uh, culminate with their second Super Bowl title in Raymond James Stadium. And then this year, 2021, it was a big star-studded feel, uh, SoFi Stadium, uh, $5 billion stadium that is um, would host the Rams and the Bengals and the Rams of course is the home stadium of the Rams and the Chargers uh, and they will uh, they would eventually win the Super Bowl this year now many people would say that the Rams brought this Super Bowl title <laughs> they would say that they traded away everything imaginable to acquire um, their second Super Bowl title in their franchise history. Uh, I think they gave up. I think I got somewhere in my notes here. They gave up like so many picks to acquire the roster that they had, you know, with the stars such as Von Miller and um, OBJ. Of course, they picked them up this year. 2019, they went and they acquired uh, Jalen Ramsey from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, they were getting or setting the pieces in place uh, for them to ultimately uh, get this title. And some say it was well-deserved. Some could believe, like I say, that it was a title that was brought on the on behalf of the L.A. Rams. And um, before I get into any of that, um, I'm going to go over a couple of things on the Super Bowl that's non-football related, I guess you can say. Definitely go over that halftime um, show, uh, star-studded show. And also, I wanted to kind of touch on... Um, 
I think everybody was at a couple of the performances and stuff like that. And I did want to touch on this Kyler Murray thing that I did not before I came on here. I did not read up uh, on Kyler Murray and what's going on in Arizona. I just hear bits and pieces of it. And basically, they said that he unfollowed um, the Arizona Cardinals. And I believe the Arizona Cardinals unfollowed him on social media. It's believed that he is acting very immature, um, not really acting, I guess, his age, even though he's still young. But um, I heard different sides. I was listening to Undisputed with Skip and Shannon, and they made good points. Um, you know, with with uh, Kyler Murray being the face of this team. Now, even when you think of the Arizona Cardinals, um, and they they make a good point. Now that I think about now that I say it, the first thought or name that came up in my head was Kyler Murray. No offense to, you know, DeAndre Hopkins or to JJ White or to AJ Green or these different pieces, you know, that are very um impactful on this team. But the first name that you do think of, you know, is Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray and company was balling out for several weeks in the NFL. They were balling out in it sort of fizzled out like it did last year. They were balling out for a little bit last year and it fizzled out and they did the same thing this year, even though they still did make the postseason. Um, some would have said that they should have been the number one seed in the way that they were playing. They should have been the number one seed, but something happened. They fell flat again in the postseason and they got curb stump, as I like to say a lot, by the uh, now Super Bowl champs in the LA Rams. Just beat them down bad and um, I don't know exactly what's going on and only, you know, Kyler Murray and company really know what's going on. And we pretty much are at the mercy of uh, what they choose to release. Or maybe if we have some inside information, you know, via Adam Scheffner or via um, what's the other high profile guy? Uh Ian Rappaport. Now, I know some people have some their perspective with them, um, but, you know, when they kind of break something, people pretty much take their word for what it is uh, because of, you know, their believability, I guess, or whatever, you know, their their believability, uh, their believability in um that particular arena in journalism, you know, with regards to football. So don't really know what's going on there. But I will say I'm not a huge Arizona Cardinals fan. Now, uh, funny enough, next year, Super Bowl 57 would actually be in now the State Farm Arena or State Farm uh, Stadium or whatever it's called in Arizona, the form formerly known as the uh, University of Phoenix Stadium. Now, it changed its name. I know probably State Farm probably brought the name, the uh, name and rights or whatever to be able to, you know, have the stadium named after them now. So, um yeah, so that's where next year's Super Bowl will be. And I want to see how um, the Arizona Cardinals really deal with this, of course, before training camp and all that. So I'm going to be keeping a close eye on this. But I will say, like, they had a they got a roster. I don't really know what Kyle Murray is upset about. But they brought in A.J. Green. And A.J. Green, I think, was paying dividends. Each time I watch highlights to the games of the Arizona Cardinals, he was coming up with some big-time plays. Um, of course, D-Hop, I believe he got injured, so it did affect them a lot. Uh, James Conner was a great acquisition, even though I'm not a huge James Conner fan, but he balled out, 
had I think well over ten or thirteen or fifteen some I think it was something high like that in touchdowns and he was definitely an X factor on that offense and then defensively I mean Buda Baker and JJ Watt uh, Chandler Jones and you know these different names and the way that they play you know they were playing very sound football so I don't know exactly what's going on um, in Arizona but I'm hoping that things can get straight and. Um, I mean, I ain't hoping they go to the Super Bowl. I ain't going to lie to you, but <laughs> I'm hoping that things get straight. And I just want to see what, what happens. I want to see if Kyler Murray will be there next year. I want to see if Kyler Murray won't be there. And I know it's been a lot, a lot of speculation. Uh, I think I heard earlier that that they would put Kyler Murray in the same, you know, boat as the Lamar Jackson because of the type of player that he is. They don't know if they want to take that risk and put that money behind him, which I understand. But my only argument with Lamar is that as much as people try to say that Lamar is a risk factor of getting injured, even when he did get injured last year, he got injured throwing the ball. You know, he was rolling out to his left and he got tackled down by his ankle. So he was trying to throw the ball and he wasn't running, you know, to get the first down or putting himself at risk or anything like that. But he was trying to throw the ball. Um, and we know Kyler Murray, take he takes so many beatings. I mean, that offensive line, I'm not exactly sure how many um, how many sacks I'm sorry he took this past season but he just get beat up a lot because we know that if that pocket is breaking down and he can't find an open receiver he's taking off and you know even if that is not the case um, and they get to him you know he he's he's taking just a beating I just that's all I can say he's taking a beating but I'm gonna watch this story very closely and hopefully I'll come back on here and talk to you guys about this story. Now, I don't have anything else as far as with the NFL news. I want to go straight into some of these um, performances in the Super Bowl. And now I'm thinking of several of them. I'll start off with uh, Murray Murray. I'm a huge gospel artist fan. Um, I love Murray Murray. And uh, I think they did an awesome job with American the Beautiful. It's really nothing negative that I have to say. They look really, really good. Um, and they just they held it down uh, for those that don't know who they are. They are uh, a multi-platinum recording gospel artist, been in the game for 20 plus years, uh, of course, made millions of dollars, all that fancy stuff. But they actually are from I believe they're from Inglewood, exactly where the Super Bowl uh was this year so um it was fitting for them to be not only um uh present at the super bowl but actually you know um i guess brought in or asked to come in to perform america the beautiful so they did an awesome job um outside of the stadium they performed it and it was a beautiful backdrop far as the sofi stadium in the background so nothing much i have to say about that um, and then I forget the other girl that performed, um, Janelle, Jan- Janelle, Jan- I don't know what her name is, but anyway, she did a beautiful job as well. Um, and I think she did the Star Spangled Banner, if I'm not mistaken, I forget what she sung, but all of them that sung the, pl- um, Pledge of Allegiance, Star Spangled Banner, America the Beautiful, um, did an awesome job, or I'm sorry, Murray Murray sung the Black National Anthem, as they say, I think. 
Janoa or whatever her name she might have sung America the Beautiful and the other ones sung the Star Spangled Banner if I'm not mistaken uh, but all of them did an awesome job even though the Star Spangled Banner the one that sung that I wasn't a huge fan of her voice or whatever but all of them did overall did a pretty good job uh, then we go on to the halftime show I saw how they put it together I know my wife had asked me like I wonder how they put that together so fast and I told her I said they just pieced it together so it was a video that I found on TikTok and they showed how they put this stage together pieced it up piece by piece of course they memed this stage a lot um, likened it to a, a, a Barbie dollhouse <laughs> but other than that um, it was an interesting performance of course starting off with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg um, I think they went for from there to surprise um, or surprising us with 50 Cent. 50 Cent came out. He was hanging upside down. And it's funny because I didn't even notice that 50 Cent been out for almost 20 years, but that was a big surprise there. And then we went from 50, I think, to um, Kendrick Lamar, if I'm not mistaken. I think he came out, then maybe Murray J. Then I think it went to Eminem. And uh, then I think they went back to Dr. Dre. And I mean, I, I thought overall it wasn't bad, but I wasn't blown away. Some say it was the best ever. I don't think it was close to being the best ever, but I thought it was a pretty cool um halftime show uh and i meant to mention this before the halftime because i was going to actually say this and then halftime and then go into the game but i will go ahead on and mention what the rock did in his introduction of both teams i guess he was taking the place of michael buffer i don't want to say what he does you can just google him because i don't want to get you know sued or anything for what he pretty much know what he does i'll just say that and i think the rock had took the place of him to introduce both of the teams i wasn't a huge fan of it yes i'm still a pretty huge wwe wrestling fan AEW wrestling fan whatever you know there's the two major promotions that are out there right now um but i just did not enjoy that um uh, promo as they would coin it in wrestling by The Rock. I just thought it was too much. I thought it was too gimmicky. Um, it was just corny. It was just too much. Um, it was so many stars that was there, you know, from Jay-Z to LeBron James to Justin Bieber to Kanye West to Floyd Money Mayweather. I mean, it was so many. I mean, Shaquille O'Neal, everybody that you could think of was there, present there. We know that everything that was surrounded with the controversy with the Super Bowl being in LA and how strict they are with the mass mandate. It's funny that weeks before um, things started to be lit or, or state started to lift the mask, the mask mandates. And we know that um, uh, California was one of those stricter states <laughs> that was not trying to lift or do anything. Even during the season, um, I don't think it was this season. I think it was last season. Even when they didn't have fans in the stands, I think they, I think um, San Francisco actually was forced to finish their season or utilize the home stadium of the Arizona Cardinals. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that was a team um, in California that had to utilize another team stadium because of all of this COVID restrictions and all this stuff. But is no way with how expensive Hollywood is and how expensive it is to live there in LA that LA was going to pass up this moment, this moment of getting so much revenue, you know, 
uh, Super Bowl was being viewed by, you know, hundreds of million of people. And there's no way that they was going to allow that to pass by. So I'm not surprised that they didn't shut anything down and everything went as planned. Uh, but like I said, the stars did come out and they shined <laughs> and um, maybe some was happy to see L.A. win. Maybe some were not, but I didn't really see too too much of that now i'm gonna just go ahead on to the game because i know you guys pretty much want to talk about the game now i did want to review this game i think it's about 15 16 minutes on youtube i usually do review the games beforehand but i promise i'll get better at that next year um in reviewing some of the games because this if you haven't noticed my channel was kind of starting to change and become more baltimore raven uh, baltimore raven centric uh just because in my preparation for most of my shows, it, you know, takes some time to compile notes and seeing what I'm going to talk about. And I can't keep an eye on everything in every team. Um, so I will say that it's coming, it's becoming more Baltimore Raven centric. And I'll kind of spot touch on a lot of the other franchises. If it's something interesting going on, of course, I'll give my opinion or whatnot on it. But I thank you all that do listen, that do download the podcast and all of that. I really do appreciate it and no once again i've said it in previous podcasts not receiving any type of compensation for this i just love to do it it's fun and if it turns into something like that then you know it i just love getting better and better at it getting more comfortable in front of the camera getting more comfortable behind the microphone it's just it's just fun to me it's really 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 fun um but anyway on to super bowl 56 um what a game it was right i did not expect to see the defense of the Bengals perform the way they did especially against the run um shutting down the the rams and trying to make them one dimensional and that was the best route that they should should have went right because the rams um at the time had OBJ and Cooper Cup but besides or outside of them no offense to a let me slow down. No offense to a band Jefferson, but I just don't think he's that player yet. Tyler Higby was out. Of course, they brought in Bryson. Um, I had his name here. Hopkins uh, came in and, and, and paid some dividends to fill in for Tyler Higby, who did miss this game. Uh, but other than that, like I said, awesome defense played by the Bengals for some time. And, you know, they were playing a lot of zone and all that fancy stuff. And Stafford was able to kind of stand in the pocket and and, 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 and pick them apart and, you know, um, just find some open holes in those zones. And he was doing an excellent job. I know this was probably in the latter part of the game. I remember seeing a video of him throwing a no-look pass to um, – Cooper Cup and this was you know when he was throwing the ball heavy to Cooper Cup of course we know what happened with OBJ and all of that but um, anyway let me kind of start um, in the first quarter well really it's the end of the let me see I got it in my notes yeah really it's like the end of the half yeah it's really like the end of the half um, wasn't a whole lot going on but I do remember uh, him throwing that beautiful throw to Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr., I think if he didn't get injured and all that, I think he would have been the MVP because I think he was starting to open things up. But he threw that beautiful throw to Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham Jr. over Mike Hilton. Of course, we know Mike Hilton, a former quarterback, cornerback, I'm sorry, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And 
they got LA on the board right there. Then you saw LeBron in the stands dancing and all this stuff. And before I kind of go on, LeBron, oh, he said he can't hear me. Before I go on, um, LeBron said, oh, shoot. Maybe I was muted all the time. Before I go on, LeBron um, said, oh, thanks, uh, Victor. Um, I think you should be able to hear me now. But uh, before I go on, uh, LeBron was talking some nonsense, talking about how um, cool, uh, talking about something about how we should, how, how they should put together some um, parade between the, the Dodgers and the Lakers. I think he was talking about some 2020, well, when the Lakers won the title back in 2020. And I'm like, so he trying to put a whole parade together with the, I don't know what he was talking about. It was... I'm going to just go on to my next point because it really didn't make any sense to me. But anyway, he would talk some foolishness. Um, but Stafford, at the end of the half, I think he was forcing the ball a little bit too much. I think he was trying to get the ball to Van Jefferson, and he was, you know, moving him around and pretty much do a pick um, to, I think it's Jesse Bates, the third, picked the ball off. And going into the half, they did, or was that, I think that, no, not going to the half. I think that might have been the end. Of, no, that was going to the half. That was going to the half. Um, and they led. 13. No, they didn't. I think that was going. I think that might have been the end of the first quarter because I remember Joe Barrow kneeling the ball. Yeah, I think I remember Joe Barrow kneeling the ball. They had a couple seconds left and then they went into the half. So I think that was at the end of the first quarter he threw that pick. But anyway, I'm like, here, here's Stafford again. And no disrespect to Stafford, there's been a lot of talk about have he solidified his Hall of Fame induction? Um, maybe. I don't know. Uh, my only argument, at least with one one of my coworkers that I was talking to him about Stafford, I said, no offense to Stafford, not saying that he never was that good, but I was thinking if Stafford was actually that good, then why was he in Detroit for 12 years? Don't get me wrong, 10 of those years or 9 of those years, how many of those years? I know he had um, Megatron, so that put his stats up a lot, but Talking about Hall of Fame, I got to look at his numbers, but he only went to the Pro Bowl one time. I think he took the the Lions to the playoffs about three times, but he really wasn't doing a lot. It could have been a, a combination of him, his injuries. It could have been a combination of, you know, they didn't have a lot of people on the roster. Yes, they had Megatron, but after him, like, who else did the Lions have? And I don't know. That's a whole nother story. I would have to dig into his stats and really kind of do some study on whether or not I think that he is a short time, not first ballot by a long shot, but a, a surefire Hall of Fame. I, I really don't know. Um, but other than that, some other things that was going on. Uh, with the Rams um, Like I said Cam Akers was shut down It was spectacular To see him come back From that torn Achilles In the record time That he came back He should not have Came back In the time That he came back With that type of injury But he did come back And he didn't really Pay dividends When they needed it 13 rushes For 21 yards 1.6 yards A pop No touchdowns As a team They ran The ball 23 times For 43 yards And just 1.9 yards A pop that's just not going to get it done. And he was running the ball really, really good prior to the Super Bowl. I thought he was running the ball really well. But in the Super Bowl, um, 
like I said, the Bengals shut them down. And I was really surprised. Not that I thought that the Bengals could not do that because they are a pretty stout defensive team, especially up the front with Hendrickson and Hubbard and, you know, Logan Wilson and all these good uh, DJ Reader, all these good pieces up front that can stop the run. And there's a lot of big beef to run through. I'm not surprised that 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 happened, but um, they just shut the Rams down. I mean, on three consecutive three, they had three consecutive three and outs in the game. Um, and the Rams just, you know, could not get things going. And then we know OBJ started to open things up some, like I said earlier. Uh, he just had two receptions, 52 yards, and I think that might have been in the first quarter. And that's why I say if he did not, um, I think if he did not, um, get injured I think he would have had well over 100 yards maybe even three touchdowns in this game Uh, but we know he went down with that non-contact injury and I'll speak on that a little bit later and I'm not planning on being before you guys too long but um, he got injured on that non-contact injury Um, and we know even speaking of the wide receiving core with the Rams we know that the wide receiving core with the Rams is not that um, not that great. Robert Woods went down with a torn ACL in November. Um, Tyler Higby, like I said, he went down with a knee injury, didn't return. Bryson Hopkins came in, paid some dividends, four receptions, 47 yards he did on the day. So not too, too bad. I'm reading one of my... Um, I'm reading, uh, I'm reading your comment, Victor. <laughs> he said, Bengals stopped the stretch run. Yep. Rams offense look like Cam Cameron. <laughs> well, let's not even talk about Cam Cameron. I mean, the Ravens and their offensive coordinators. The best one was Gary Kubiak, and he he left. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, Joe Flacco had a little success with him, and then J- Gary Kubiak got got the call from the Broncos, and he went and, and won him a ring. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah, so all that happened. We know the receiving core of the Rams was not that great, but I will say um, that uh, the end of the game, Cooper Cup came up big. And I'm be honest with you, I didn't know too much about Cooper Cup. I didn't know that he didn't. Um, it was something that I saw. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but he was a third round pick. I do know that for sure. Um, I, I'm not that big on Cooper Cup. They say, I mean, Shannon Sharp. You know, gave him the nod and said he's an awesome route runner, which I'm not saying that he's not a really, really precise route runner. I I just don't know too much about the guy, Uh, but I do know that he came up big. We know during the season he was a triple crown winner. I got this one right. (laughs) I talked about this in my last podcast and I didn't um, specify on what he uh, had. Of course, triple crown winner being or having, should I say, the most catches last season with a buck 45, the most touchdowns amongst all the receivers with 16, had almost 2,000 yards, 1,947 yards, uh, the most yards by any receiver in the uh, league last year. He finished, I think, with over 2,200 yards, 22 touchdowns. That's including the playoffs. So he came through big. I give it to him. He had eight for 92, two touchdowns. He had that seven-yard run that was big on fourth and one for them, was really, really big. And then, of course, we know that the Rams had a few calls, and that's where, you know, we probably can – some people might say, look, this thing seemed a little fixed, whatever the case may be, because I think that the Bengals probably should have won that game, but they started to get those tic tac calls at the end of the game. 
um, but Cooper Cup came up big and that very play that they did. Um, I saw another video of him and Jalen Ramsey in practice and it was titled Iron Sharpens Iron because on that same play that he was, you know, doing against Jalen Ramsey, he missed missed the catch. But of course, in this one, he was I think. I think Eli Apple may have been on him, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, he caught the ball. We know what happened. Um, the rest of that is history. And then the Bengals get the ball back. And Aaron Donald just came alive. And that's what that opening clip was that I played where Sean McVay uh, actually called him. <laughs> he said Aaron Donald was going to come up with a big play. And, and he did just that. Now, quickly on to the Bengals, just giving a quick highlight of what they did. Joe Mixon was running the ball really, really well, I thought. Uh, 15 to 72, 4.8 yards a pop. They didn't stick to the run. Really don't know why they didn't, but they didn't stick to the run. Mixon did come up with a nice throw, though. He did come up with a really nice throw to T. Higgins uh, that helped to pull the Bengals a little closer um, at the end of the second quarter to the Rams, 13-10. So I would say they had some flashes here and there. Jamar Chase had one big flash of the day, that 48-yarder thrown by Joe Barrow. And it wasn't a great game for Jalen Ramsey. No offense to him. I mean, even though on that play by T. Higgins, the first play of the second half, he did face mask him. Now, the rules that I heard, I, I I can't say verbatim what it was, but I can say they say that if his head don't turn when they're doing the face mask, um, then it's not a face mask. But when they slowed it down, I, I mean, do we got to go to the letter of the law? Because when they slowed the tape down, that's basically what happened. He, he committed a face mask and it should have been a face mask call, but they did not call it. But we know would happen with that that will culminate in a 75 yard touchdown from um, Burrow to Higgins we know Higgins was going to come out in that game he had four catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns of course he caught one from Mixon and one from Burrow so other than that the defense of the Bengals were playing pretty decent uh, they did have two interceptions they got one off of Stafford on the first play of the second half I forget who he was throwing it to some guy forget his his name began with an S. I don't remember what his name is, but it just pretty much hit off his hands. It looked like the ball was a little bit, a, just a little bit ahead of him, and it hit off his hands. But like they say, if it hits your hands, you should catch it. Um, but it bounced off his hands, and it was picked off there. But other than that, um, the defense, only thing I can say is the defense of the Los Angeles Rams stepped up, and they did seal this game for um, – they did seal this game for the uh, L.A. Rams. Now, just a couple of questions that I wrote down that I kind of want to talk about specifically. I just tried to give you a quick highlight, even though I know you already watched the game, whatever the case may be. Um, but just a couple of quick highlights um, with the Rams. The Rams, I think right now, are early odds and maybe repeating. They probably at number three right now. And of course, the Kansas City Chiefs are one, Bills are two, Rams sit at three. Um, has been favorite to win the Super Bowl 57 next year. Uh, can they run the table again? So I looked at their free agency. Some names I recognize, some I didn't, but the couple that I did recognize, Vaughn Miller, of course we know he won Super Bowl 50 along with Peyton Manning. This is his second Super Bowl that he won with another franchise. Of course we know that he his heart is still with the Broncos, but he is officially a free agent. Will he resign here? I don't know. He's been playing since 2011. Um, 
12 years or 11 years now, and if I'm not mistaken, if my math is right. Um, so he's been playing since 2011. And uh, I don't know if he's going to come back or not. The Rams, I did take a quick glance at the books for them, and they were like $10 million over the cap. Now, I know they say the cap is this uh, fabricated number. I, I mean, I get it. Um, but I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not all into the finances. Let's just say that I'm not in all of all of the finances. So I can't really go through everything per se with that, but I will say the Rams got to do some things with regards to that. So I don't know if Vaughn Miller will be back. I definitely will say that he, brought some more swag to that defensive line. Don't get me wrong. Aaron Donald can get it done. Uh, Floyd was doing a little bit, but uh, but you cannot say that Von Miller did not come and bring some sure enough swag to this defensive line and helped out uh, Aaron Donald and company and helped them to win this championship. Uh, Sony Michelle running back. Of course, we know he came from New England. Don't really know what they'll do there. I haven't really looked at his numbers. I even looked at how effective he's been with this team and how much of an asset he is to this team. I don't know if he's a liability or what he is, um, but if they lose him, whatever. OBJ is a big one, and I'm going to touch on in a second. Aaron Donald. Now, it was said through Rodney Harrison um, during the pregame that he was talking to Aaron Donald and Aaron Donald did say that he wanted to retire. Aaron Donald only been playing for eight years. Aaron Donald is a couple of years younger than me, which I thought we was the same age, but we essentially in the same arena. He's only been playing for eight years, but in these eight years, this guy has made a boatload of money. I think about $97 million. He got a $135 million deal, uh, $55 million still on the table. And if he walks away, that's what he'll leave on the table. Um, I don't know once again with the numbers and how all that work out and how much of that 135 is guaranteed. I'm pretty sure he already got majority of that anyway. But I don't know how much they'll save. I don't know how much it dead cash they'll have and all that stuff. I don't know. But this guy does have a Hall of Fame resume. Each year that he's been in the league, he has been selected to the Pro Bowl. So he's an eight-time Pro Bowler, seven-time All-Pro, meaning he was the best at his position seven out of the eight years that he's been with the Rams. He's been a part of the all I think it's the all 2010s team Um, three-time defensive player of the year. He was the 2014 in his rookie year, defensive rookie of the year. Of course, just recently his Super Bowl win. So he has, um, he definitely, definitely has the resume to get in to the hall of fame. And if he retire now, and I mean, I guess he did all he can do. Uh, I think somebody said that he also said something about the preparation. And that's that could take a toll on your body, especially um, for the Rams to kind of keep getting there and then kind of falling off by the wayside. And we know the last time they was in the Super Bowl was in 2018. It was a very hard-hitting game. They only scored three points in that game. So I can get it. You know, he, he, was, he pretty much was – was was balling out on that side of the ball almost alone by itself for some years. So the man is probably tired. He got his ring. He he you know accomplished something in eight years in a league that many don't do in twenty or fifteen years. So you cannot hate on him if he wants to leave. Another person that I did have on here was Sean McVay. Sean McVay, of course, we know 
him and uh, 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 um, the Bengals coach and, and Green Bay coach have some history together. I think all of them coach with the Washington Commanders now. Um, so they coach there, but he's been coaching for 14 years. He's 36 years old. Five have been with the Rams. Um, he's actually made more than 22 mil. At least that's what FanDuel said, but I don't know how accurate that is, but they said he made more than $22 million in his career, 55 and 26 with the Rams, just about a 68% win rate. Um, he may walk away too. And it's making it seem like they just like, look, I got my ring and I'm out. Now you do know, um, and I do know this is a fact because I follow a couple of NFL stars on TikTok and you only need three years in the NFL to actually be eligible for a pension. So he's well past that three years of vested interest um, of that vested interest. Um, and the NFL will match up. They say the 200%. So he, pretty much and I mean that's if people put in money and I also heard that you can put in money in your very first year as well so um so maybe I'm trying to think was it three years I, I if I'm not mistaken I believe it was three is even was one or three years I, I can't don't quote me exactly on the years but I do know they match up to about 200 percent so he's pretty much already set so you already got there Aaron Donald possibly thinking of retirement their head coach possibly t- thinking of retirement and we know the days of when they had Jeff Fisher and it wasn't good <laughs> at all so who will they place in that spot if they were to leave, I don't know. I think it will be a huge blow to the defense. Um, he's a leader on that team, Aaron Donald. So it would be a huge blow to them psychologically, mentally, you know, everything emotionally, especially in the same thing with, with um, Sean McVay. I believe that 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 uh, locker room has built such a respect for him, you know, in his win now aggressive attitude that I think it will be hard to try to replace that. So. <sighs> I don't know. So to answer the question, can the Rams run the table? Quite possibly. But I think that they would need these two back if I'm not. I'll just say I think they need these two back. Um, Now, I was about to say really, really quick. Okay, so my next question is, should Aaron Donald or before I answer that, let me see what. Victor just sent me Ravens year is next year no excuses as long as we're also healthy we have a decent pass rush with the old line we good yeah they got they got a lot of stuff going on the Ravens got issues at O-line I would say um definitely at middle linebacker not to say with the personnel per se but maybe with technique and play um they got some contracts to definitely um deal with extensions and all that stuff. I, I mean, I'll have to go and, 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 you know, write down my notes to really talk about the Ravens. Cause I really, really plan to talk about the Ravens on this, to be honest. Um, even though I'm using my purple city chat background on Facebook, I just didn't feel like coming up with a super bowl one. So it is what it is. But anyway, um, uh, so I had in my next question, should Aaron Donald retire? Um, only thing he only he would know that, you know, I, I said it before he was talking about how much of a toll that this game has had on his body. The preparation and all that stuff is not hard at all. I mean, it's not easy at all. It's very, very hard and taxing on your body. So 
I don't know. That'll be up to him. You know, after he, you know, after the dust settle and after all of the excitement from the Super Bowl, after the Super Bowl high comes down, maybe he'll really, really sit and think whether or not he wants to retire. Now, we do know that with the Ravens and Calais Campbell, um, he was actually inspired <laughs> to come back or to because he was thinking retirement. He's 35 years old and been in the league for a while. Um, but. He was inspired to come back. So maybe, just maybe, Aaron Donald will do the same. But as I said, it'll be a huge blow to this team emotionally, mentally, everything, um, because he is a intricate, I would say he's a cornerstone of this team. And if he do leave, he is very, very hard to replace. Uh, so that will be a huge blow to them. Uh, should they give a chance to OBJ? As we know, when OBJ went down in the game, he went down to a non-contact injury, re-injuring or retiring his um, ACL, same ACL that was reconstructed last year against this same team. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if they should give a chance to him because he could possibly be a cap casualty. He'll be taking up some money that you could have allotted to someone else. Not to say OBJ is not that guy. He's still that dude. But can he be that dude at the level that he was? I mean, I don't think he can be. There's no way with the injuries that he suffered. He cannot be that dude that he was in with the Giants, you know, at all. Um, and when he got to the Browns, he suffered so many injuries. I just think it took a toll on his body and we know definitely it can take a toll on you mentally as well um, but I want to address one thing with OBJ um, I saw some people talking about him crying and him just being overwhelming you know with this win and I'm a huge OBJ game, uh, a fan I'm sorry but uh, when he was with the Giants I was like, wow, when he made this spectacular catch that we all remember was probably will go down as one of the best catches in history. I don't care what nobody say. One of the best catches in history that he made. Um, and he went with the Browns. And we also know when he was with the Giants, they had that whole controversy that during the playoff week, they want to go and go on a yacht with whoever they went on the yacht with wasn't quite focused. And it showed, you know, when they played Green Bay, they got their behinds whipped. But I get it. They didn't they wasn't in the playoffs for some time and they just wanted to have some fun and all that, whatever. But then he went to the Browns, of course, hooking up with his best friend um, and, and um, Landry. Right. So from there, every, you know, all this stuff happened. I mean, they was they were even debating the day about was it OBJ or, or, or was it um, Baker Mayfield? And whatever your opinion is, is your opinion. So I thought he calmed down a lot there. Of course, we know what happened. He goes or comes to the L.A. Rams um, and then what happened happened. So he been through. I mean, he's been in the league the same as Aaron Donald 2014 and um he he's he's been here for a minute and I think that given all of that, man, I, I just think that he deserved to 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 have this emotional outburst, you know, because it was a long road to I mean, everybody wants to get to the Super Bowl, but you know, it was a long road and he probably thought that he was just getting things right. Like he got that monkey off his back in Cleveland, you know, and then he was with the LA Rams and he was content with being the number two receiver there and he was doing his job well. And then comes down to the biggest game of his career. He goes down on a non-contact injury. So like I said, um, I don't know if they should take a chance on him just giving the fact that he re-injured the same knee. 
and this could take a toll on his ability to perform like he wants to perform even being half of OBJ of what I mean being half of the OBJ that we know I think it I think this particular um injury happening again so soon I think it will take a toll on him mentally but I definitely do think that it will take a toll on him physically and I just don't know if he's going to be the same OBJ um, one more question and then I'm going to be out of your way last but not least can the Bengals get back to the Super Bowl and I hate to give a team that's within my division with my Baltimore Ravens um, I, I hate to give them credit, but these dudes was balling out. I give it to them. They was balling out in this second half of this season or definitely in the, the postseason. They were just the cardiac cats, as they used to call them. Um, but, of course, they, I mean, some could say they wasn't scoring enough points. Whatever. They just did what they had to do, and they were advancing um, and, and doing what they had to do. So you cannot hate on them for that. But their biggest issue is the offensive line. Um, we we saw that. He was sacked 70 times. That's to include the the uh, postseason and uh, um, the regular season. Um, and he was sacked, I think, seven times in the Super Bowl. Um, we know eventually that that offensive line was not going to hold up against our Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, and um, Leonard Floyd, it wasn't going to hold up against him. So I'm not surprised that he got sacked that many times. I think I even heard somebody averaging him probably getting sacked at least five times in that game. So they they did that and some. So um, can they make it back to the Super Bowl? I think that they can because a lot of the cast that they had on the field are going to be there for the next two to four years. Um, they have do, 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 do. before I get into them free agency. They got Larry Oakham Joby. He's going to be a free agent coming up. CJ Uzoma. We know he injured his knee. He still did play in the Super Bowl, uh, but they need to lock him up. Jesse Bates, the third. He came up with that big interception, uh, so they might need to lock him up as well. BJ Hill. They brought him in in the offseason. He must have been on a very short deal because he's already up for free agency as we see but other than that they have Hendrickson until 2025 BJ Reader until 2024 Mixon until 25 Boyd until 24 Hubbard until 26 Jamar Chase and Burrow 26 and 25 Hilton they got him in 2025 or they got him till 2024 uh Wilson, they got him, the linebacker Wilson, until 2024. So they got a lot of these dudes for the next two to four years. And I think they can quite possibly, quite possibly get back to this game. Will they get back next year? I'm not saying they'll get back next year, but I think they could definitely be in the playoff hunt next year. And that's where my team, the Baltimore Ravens, come into play. Ravens got a lot of work to do. I mean, even working from the offensive line, I got a question about the left tackle and Ronnie Stanley. What do you do there? Definitely got to reallocate that money. They got to fix, restructure his contract. I do not trust giving Ronnie Stanley that much money. I think he's supposed to make maybe 19 or so million salary next year. So definitely got to fix that there. Uh, Bradley Bozeman at center. Bradley Bozeman played very exceptional this past year, but I think what he's probably trying to get there, looking at his performance over the past some odd years that he's been with the Ravens. Uh, we know that he didn't always play this center position. We know in 2020 he didn't play the center position and he didn't do as well. Um, 
So they got to take that into account as well. Kevin Zeitler um, and maybe Ben Cleveland probably were the start. And, and even what's the other one name on the right tackle? I'm drawing a blank on his name. But um, they probably were the all-stars on the offensive line. Mine is Villa in the way, but they definitely need to get, a, get rid of him. <laughs> ASAP. So they got some issues there. They need to do some good drafting or um, bringing in players to help all, all, on the offensive line side of the ball. Um, going into the offense, I think we are really good at receiver and tight end. I think we do need to bring another backup tight end that um, can pay dividends or help in rotating with Mark Andrews. Uh, Mark Andrews balled out, we know, this year best season of his career and he led all tight ends I believe in yards and I think touchdowns or he might have been just one behind um, Travis Kelsey Um, wide receiver I just think that we are decent there I think we're pretty pretty good there we got a lot of speed there I would want someone with some size even though I debated this with a friend of mine and he said that Rashad Bateman is that guy but um, I think he got a lot of speed. He probably do have size too, but I just I'm talking about size as in muscle. He just looked a little slim and small to me. But he is definitely, I think, has proven, excuse me, that he can be a number one receiver. Defensive side of the ball, of course, got to see what you're going to do with Calais Campbell. Have to see what you're going to do with Tyus Bowser. We got to see what we're going to do defensively, of course, with the new um defensive coordinator and Mike McDonald. Uh, I do also know, I can't remember who they just, I can't remember who they just brought in. They just let go somebody on the, um, that was coaching, I believe the outside linebackers. I was reading it today, Uh, but we got a new coach there. Of course, Zachary Orr is the new, I believe he's the new inside or middle linebacker coach. And he took over for, uh, Rex Ryan brother Rob Ryan so I'm excited to see what he does there Zachary Orr was he would have been an awesome linebacker for us had he not suffered that career ending injury um who else do we have safety we might have to bring back Deshaun Elliott but I don't know uh he's been very injury prone as well uh, but that's just off top of my head. <laughs> that's just off top of my head. I'm just ripping them off. But the Ravens have got a lot to do. Of course, you know, the Steelers got a lot to do. Quarterback, they got to figure out that. Uh, they have to figure out stuff defensively on their side of the ball as well. Um, and then the Browns, what more can you say? They look so great on paper, but it do not translate in real life. So right now, the Bengals might be the team to beat next year. They just might be. They got a lot of these pieces in play. They got a taste of the playoffs. You know, they won their first playoff game after 30 years. They won or sorry, they went to their first Super Bowl after 33 years. So. They may be the team to beat, and they definitely going to be in the mix. And I can say that they were in the top five or definitely the top ten to possibly get back to the Super Bowl. So the Ravens got a lot. The Ravens were sitting a little bit outside the top ten, I think, at 12. So um, the league is being very kind to the Ravens, and they believe that the Ravens have what it takes, you know, with Lamar Jackson and with our running backs and with our wide receivers. And then if our defense – I mean, we were just utterly just butchered with injury – you know, injury after injury after injury last year. So I think when they come back, uh, I think the Ravens will be, I think they'll be ready. I think I just, I, well, not, I think I did just see Marcus Peters was on um, Sway uh, show and he said that he will be ready uh, no later than, 
Well, definitely he said he'll be ready by by training camp. I think he said April, May he'll be back. So these dudes are ready, man. And I, I'm hope it was even some controversy with Marcus Peters and whether or not they should restructure his deal as well, given his age, 29 years old, and he coming back off of that type of injury. So there's a lot there. I don't want to go too much into Ravens because this was just supposed to have been Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, the, the Bengals, I think to answer that last question, they can definitely get back there. Will it be next year? I don't know. Will it be the next three to five years? It's quite possibly that they definitely could get back there. So you guys tell me what you think in the comments. It's getting a little bit late. It's 941 p.m. Eastern time, and I'm about to leave. But I thank you all for joining me on this 147th episode of Sports Chat with DJ. I'll see you later. Peace out.